L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Strange News Daily is a production of iHeartMedia. In a world full of bizarre events, unsolved mysteries, and a billion stories from all corners of the globe, some news gets lost in the shuffle. This is your gateway to the stories on the fringe of the mainstream map. These are your dispatches in the dark. I'm Ben Bolin, and this is the Strange News Daily. Our first story today Hitler's alligator has apparently passed away. You heard that right, folks. The Moscow Zoo recently announced the passing of Saturn, an 84-year-old alligator rumored once upon a time to have belonged to the infamous leader of Nazi Germany, Adolf Hitler. Saturn led an adventurous, strange life. He was in Berlin when Allied forces bombed the city on November 23, 1943. He actually escaped the Berlin Zoo amid the chaos and somehow survived on his own all the way up until 1946 when British soldiers discovered him in the area. Saturn was not a tiny reptile either. He was 3.5 meters long. That works out to 11.4 feet long. This makes his survival even more impressive. And to this day, no one knows quite how this gator was able to get by before he was rediscovered. After the British found him, Saturn was shipped off to a zoo in Moscow. That's where he lived ever since. Zookeepers say Saturn died of old age, noting that reaching his age is extremely remarkable, as alligators in the wild tend to live a maximum of 50 years. The Moscow Zoo posted a video of Saturn on Twitter saying, Moscow Zoo had the honor of keeping Saturn for 74 years. He knew many of us as children. We hope we didn't disappoint him. 
The rumor that Saturn had belonged to Hitler seems to have first started after he arrived in Moscow, and we should note it's never been conclusively proven to be true. In fact, Saturn appears to have been born in the United States sometime in 1936, before he was later moved to Berlin. The Moscow Zoo said, Almost immediately, the myth was born that he was allegedly in the collection of Hitler and not of the Berlin Zoo. This rumor is, by the way, pretty common in Germany as well. But the zoo dismisses the story of Saturn's alleged war ties, and they say even if he belonged to someone in theory, animals are not involved in war and politics. It is absurd to blame them for human sins. That's all true, of course. In the unlikely event that Hitler did actually own the alligator or even interact with it, Saturn would certainly have not had many thoughts on human society at the time of World War II, or if we're being honest, have many thoughts about human society in general. But his passing reminds us just how close we are to historical events, even when they seem far away. As William Faulkner once wrote, the past is never dead. It's not even past. Our second story today, the government of Denmark has decided not to stand in the way of true love. Danish officials recently eased coronavirus restrictions for travelers from other Scandinavian countries and Germany so long as they were visiting the country for a legitimate purpose. These new regulations have some interesting specificities. Uh, one is that they will now allow entry for people who are seeking to reunite with their spouse or fiancé in Denmark. The easing also applies to other romantic couples as long as they've been in a relationship for at least six months. However, the partner who is attempting to cross the border has to present evidence of their relationship and the duration of this dalliance. Deputy Police Chief Alan Dalliger Clausen told Danish broadcasters that the people attempting to enter can bring along a photo or a love letter. He also adds, I realize that these are very intimate things, but the decision to let the partner in ultimately rests on the judgment of the individual police officer. Later, the government said that within a couple days, Partners of residents of Denmark living across one of its borders would be asked to produce a written declaration to be granted entry. Justice Minister Nick Hykerup said, if you say you are in a relationship and put it in writing, that's enough. We should note here, however, that online relationships do not count. The police would acknowledge text messages or personal information as evidence, most notably, the partners would have to prove they had regular in-person meetings before the coronavirus outbreak, and the relationships that consisted of, quote, solely written or telephone correspondence would not be recognized in the context of current entry restrictions. Danish authorities also said it was up to the visitor to decide what information would be presented to border officials. This move is not without controversy. In fact, some opposition lawmakers have already vociferously criticized the new procedure over privacy concerns. 
Kristen Hagard of the Social Liberty Party said, I've never heard of a country where entry requires the showing of intimate texts or photos from a partner. We finally allowed couples to visit each other, but we did not abolish the right of privacy. It's not all star-crossed lovers, however. Under the new rules, grandparents are also allowed to enter Denmark to visit their children. The list of people allowed entry includes students who are attending Danish colleges, people who are traveling for medical treatment or to uh, attend a funeral or to appear at a trial. Also, if you're a tourist, you can still get in. You are allowed to cross the border so long as you have a holiday home in Denmark and you intend to spend time there. If you are just trying to have a vacation in a rented property or a hotel, the government will turn you away. The Danish government is also expected to present more comprehensive guidelines for tourists by the end of this week. Our third story today, this is an interesting one. A new study argues that the length of a man's ring finger may be linked to his risk of dying of COVID-19 due to potential links to testosterone levels. Experts who were not involved with the research said that while this work is fascinating, we need more research to confirm any link between COVID-19 and testosterone and that no one should feel they are automatically safe from the coronavirus. But this does appear to be a a pretty significant indicator. Men who have longer ring fingers uh, appear to have a lower risk of dying from or having severe COVID-19. This comes from the study that was published in the journal Early Human Development. The scientists running this study came to their conclusions by examining something called the digit ratio. It's thought to be a measure of exposure to testosterone in the womb. As more men have so far died of COVID-19 than women, some scientists asked whether testosterone could play a role. This digital ratio is calculated by dividing the length of your index finger, which they call 2D, by the length of the ring finger, which they call 4D. Having a fourth finger longer than the second is thought to indicate higher exposure to hormones such as testosterone in the womb. John Manning, a professor of evolutionary psychology at Swansea University in the United Kingdom and the lead author of this study, has spent years researching this very topic. To examine the link between digit ratio and COVID-19 severity, the researchers pulled a lot of data. They got an online survey of the average finger measurements of 103,482 men and 83,366 women from 41 different countries. They also looked into COVID-19 case fatality rate data, the number of people who died from the number of people known to have the disease. This they pulled from the World Health Organization, which had reported on April 21st. They also pulled deaths by gender, collated by Global Health 50-50 from 16 different countries. The team found a link between high-digit ratio, 
And this also suggests a link between low exposure to testosterone in the womb and severe COVID-19 and high mortality rates for men later in life. In other words, men with longer ring fingers appear to have a lower risk of catching severe COVID-19 or dying from it. It's not entirely clear what could explain this association. In general, Men have a less robust immune system than women and are more susceptible to infectious diseases. This naturally led to the idea that testosterone could negatively affect the immune system. But at the same time, too strong a response may also lead to a fatal overreaction. The authors said another possibility is that testosterone helps the coronavirus invade our cells with what is known as its spike protein, binding to an enzyme in our bodies called ACE2. This might explain why children, for instance, are less likely to fall seriously ill. They're prepubescent. But on the other hand, as men age, their testosterone levels decrease, and this ACE2 is expressed more in females than men. The authors say, paradoxically, the expression of ACE2 correlates negatively with death from COVID-19. They continue saying, our findings support an association between low prenatal testosterone and high severity of COVID-19, as well as high mortality rates in males. And... They also found a strong positive association between these male digits and mortality. They think this might provide a biomarker for male COVID-19 susceptibility and help identify people who should exercise the most caution when it comes to social distancing. However, of course, the team acknowledges this study is limited. The authors were comparing data across nations. And in every single nation, rates of testing for COVID-19 can vary greatly. Some only focus on hospital patients who are the most seriously ill. And naturally, this can skew case fatality rates between countries. However, if this association proves to be legitimate, it could give us a powerful tool in diagnosing survival rates for the coronavirus pandemic. Also, shout out to everyone listening to this who just held up their hand and started to study the length of their fingers. That's all for now. We've been asking you to chime in with suggestions for stories you think your fellow listeners might enjoy, to give us your best puns or your worst dad jokes, or to tell us your personal experience with COVID-19. Let us know what's going on in your neck of the global woods by tagging hashtag StrangeDaily on Twitter, or reach out to me directly. I'm at Ben Bolin on Twitter or at Ben Bolin on Instagram. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan, our guest producer, Tyler Spinoza Klang, our research associate, Sam Teagarden, and most importantly, thanks to you. I'm Ben Bolin. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, stay strange. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.